And so another month has flown by. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Memorals Book Recaps. This is where I go over all of the books that we have read in June of 2022. That was five books in total. And uh, I give some additional notes, extra things, and even a little bit of goss and, and all that sort of stuff. So no point wasting time. Let's jump into it. First one I want to talk about is Madame Bovary by Gustave Flaubert. I gave this a 7 out of 10. I yeah enjoyed the book in general. I did find the imagery in it quite quite sort of spectacular in a way you I, I can see why people would rave about it stylistically as in terms of this this realism that he's he's created and it didn't it didn't feel like it was overly flowery as well it didn't feel like he was trying to show people like how great a writer he is or to add too much detail but really to create the atmosphere of the peasants and the time that they were in and the uh, all the sorts of things going on. One thing I did want to talk about that was, I suppose, will we come up with something that has the same weight as marriage used to? So, it seemed back in those days that marriage was a huge thing. It was uh, like almost unthinkable in a way of of breaking this vow of, of being adulterous and whatnot. Now, I tend to personally think that... Um, there's a sort of rose-colored view of history, and that you know, back in the day, everyone was chased, and uh, and you know, there was no uh, none of this degeneracy that you see nowadays. Uh, I personally think that's probably <laughs> not particularly true, and and books uh, and and things such as the way that Emma, uh, Madame Bovary, would would cheat on her husband and have a um, uh, well, make a cuckold out of him because his child was not actually his. Those sorts of things, I tend to believe, probably happened a fair lot. But there was this, at least, the perception of of marriage being this, you know, core, in integral promise, this construct, whatever it is, and you know, even the hintings of it, like there was in this book, of of someone doing something outside of the marriage was you know, scandalous in in many ways, and yet. Nowadays, you you can find oh, okay, no, there's you know websites dedicated to people who want to cheat, such as Ashley Madison, I think that still exists, things like that. So um, it, it just got me thinking, like it, you know, it's a social con- contract with explicit and also implicit promises and, and obligations. That that's what it used to be, at least. And I'm really trying to think of of I suppose the the equivalent nowadays. Will we ever have something like that? You can't say marriage is what it used to be, at least in terms of these explicit and implicit promises in, in many ways, because, you know, it's it's so easy to get married. You can do it on the, the flip of a hat. If you go to Vegas, there's, you know, it's turned into a gimmick and you can do it with Elvis or a Disney style or whatever. And uh, I'm just wondering, will will something like this emerge again? I, I would say yes in some cases and no and others. So, if you're looking at this increasing trend towards digital um, things, that just everything going digital, you know, paperwork going digital, your your bank life, your cash, everything is, you know, there's so many things in this room that could become made more digital. The books, for example, that I've, I've got in my hands. Uh, there's, there's so many different things where you, you can 
make it digital and in that way you can add more and more complexity to it. So if this happens, then X, if this happens, then Y. And uh, it, it's found, it, it's funny, like we've found a certain way to set things in stone uh, in, in some cases. So you can say, uh, if you're looking at a digital currency such as Bitcoin, and you can say, yeah, it's set in stone. There's only ever going to be 21 million. But I think when you get to it, it, it's it's language games as well, and language is always going to be pretty tricky because you can say certain words, and then other people will have a different meaning of that word. Love, for example, is the classic one I always bring up. That there, there seems to me so many different ways that you can use the word love, so that if you're trying to <laughs> put it in a, a contract of some sort, uh, oh yeah, we we um, swear to each other that we'll love each other till the day we die. It's like okay, Jesus, what the hell does that mean? <laughs> you know, that's not. We need to dive down deeper. So it's 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 funny. Uh, is it is is the loss of this sort of social contract the way marriage used to be a, a terrible thing for the world? I've never been married myself. I, I can't say uh, how how I would personally think about it. You know, I'd, I'd probably need to to get be a bit closer to that actually happening for me to to really think about it. But it's a uh, it's 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 definitely one of those things where it's like um, maybe something will emerge in the future which will have the same impact as marriage used to have but it'll be like a digital version of that is is something of somewhat uh what i'm imagining so uh, in any case it was a it was a fun book to read i'm glad i did will i read any of his other works yeah maybe maybe not it was it was, it was a it was fun read but nothing that made me go i have to read more from him so another one that I've got here is Reasons and Persons. Now, you'll be surprised because it's like, wait, I don't remember you reviewing that. Well, worry not, it comes out in two days after this. So the book Reasons and Persons by Derek Poffitt, I'd been threatening to <laughs> to read this for about three or four months now. And it's been a slog, I got to say. It's, it's a big book. It's a big book in the sense of the amount of ideas contained within it and just the style of the writing doesn't make it for easy reading. Let's put it that way. So it's about 500 and something pages in total uh, if you're including the appendices and notes. I'm just going to add the the book review will go over most of my real thoughts on it. I suppose like the intricate details of it. So these are sort of the 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 um, particular things that I've noticed. So uh it's very super super rational and argues with great pre-thought. So Derek Parfit anticipates many of the objections that people would have to what he's saying. So he comes up with an argument, comes up with a counter-argument of what people would say, comes up with a counter-argument to that. More people would counter-argue against this. So he's sort of like having a conversation with himself. Now, this is super rational, but maybe not reasonable. This is a a concept I've, I've gotten recently, which, yes, if you're using the sort of analytical digging down as deep as you can and really trying to nail something, almost imagine the difference between your brain when you're analyzing a math problem and maybe your brain when you're reading poetry. You're not going to use the same sort of mental models to to analyze these pieces of, of information i suppose and this is where it's yeah it's super rational but maybe not reasonable so depressive people for example might be more grounded in reality and they might be 
actually have a better concept of how the world works. But is being depressive really a, a way to live? It's not. It's not the best way. It's not the way for the best life, and which is actually one of the things is is being covered in this book. So, uh, for example, uh, I might I prefer to believe things that may not be particularly defensible, but produce an overall better life for me and everyone. So, in this case, truth all of the time might not e- equal the desirable incentives and, and therefore actions and outcomes. So, one of the things I would just say is it's really hard for for me to take things out of this book because they, whilst they may be true in some respect and he has presented some brilliant arguments as to why you wouldn't want to believe these things, it's just it's just not particularly useful and and i could sort of see it going it's not even useful in the terms of oh this will make me feel better or feel happier it's it's just it's just like okay um yes maybe this is true but but what do i do with it what do i do with this uh is is sort of what i came came out with um I've already talked about this if you check out the musings 310 on the mere models podcast with Juan and I I talked a lot about how there's so many non-realistic hypotheticals in this book. It also got me questioning the utility of just hypotheticals in general because there's so many. There's so, it's, I, I, I calculated there's probably about one every five pages. Uh, I'll maybe revise that. There's maybe one solid one every eight pages and then he's also got small nuances of, of these mini ones uh, thrown throughout. There's so many, so many hypotheticals and, and use cases that he creates in this book um, such as things like a teletransporter our, um, a pill that induces irrationality what would happen if we planted nuclear waste and these you know an accident occurred in 10,000 years time what if there was multiple worlds all with 10 billions of people but one person was suffering there's, there's a lot there's a lot to get through so overall, I'm just going to say like I like philosophy that talks more directly to me as the reader. Uh, this this seemed to it, it didn't maybe that doesn't try to list and establish everything. And this is funny because a couple of months ago I I, I was saying, oh man, I really want a book that really digs deep and goes and and that you know doesn't allow you to escape and meander off and create your own little mini arguments in your mind. Well, this one did it and then I it turns out I don't actually like it. So <laughs> once again, me thinking I like I, I will like this thing and then it actually happens and I go ah, nah, that's not <laughs> that's not what I wanted. <laughs> uh, a lot of and and more practicality. <clears throat> one and I have come up the the concept of uh effective philosophy so it's it's philosophy that you can actually really put in day-to-day use it's something that's that's i suppose those thoughts that aren't just oh man wouldn't this be cool if this happened and then nothing else comes from it both of us tend to like something where it's like okay i believe this and this is how it affects my day-to-day life sort of thing so yeah it was look i'm I'm glad i i really tested out the book I'm glad I tried it. It's it uh, at least it has it's it's written in a modern context because it's it was published in 1984, so the English language hasn't changed much in the last uh, what almost 40 years. So I, I could understand everything that he was trying to say pretty much um, perfectly, apart from the fact that <laughs> I did 
I could understand individual words and sentences, but digging into whole paragraphs, man, that was there was a lot of thinking that was involved, and uh, I I was getting bored. I was getting bored, um, and and finding it. And towards the end of the book, I was I was skip not skipping through pages i would still try and read every page but i i could just see my eyes getting unfocused and it would be like i'm not taking in the information so a five out of ten for it i'm glad i did it but uh, I, I i can't say i've taken anything from it to be honest now the rest of the books surprisingly were done by Juan. This is, might be the very first month where he's uh, reviewed more books than I have. So kudos to him. He did three books. One was Homo Deus by Yuval Noah Harari. He gave that a nine out of ten. He uh, really liked the previous book by him, which was Homo Sapiens. Was it or no? Sorry, just Sapiens. And awesome that he's managed to to back it up with another. Another book, so kudos to, to the writer and, and Juan seemed to enjoy it. Uh, from his review, uh, I didn't particularly take anything from his review that I, I thought, man, this is makes me really want to read the book. And uh, so I will just leave it at that and not add any of my own thoughts. Another one, Before I Go to Sleep. Uh, I actually didn't catch the author on that one. I'll quickly look that up whilst I am speaking uh, by S.J. Watson. So that one he he quite enjoyed because it was sort of the, the psychological thriller of uh, someone getting amnesia. <laughs> I, I, I recalled it was somewhat like 50 First Dates, if you've seen that Adam Sandler movie, uh, where it's a girl loses, uh, has, has only short-term memory and, and can't, can't, can't remember things past a certain date. Uh, and yeah, sound, sounded like a, it sounded like a book where I would... I would really enjoy reading the plot of it in two minutes, like the condensed version going, oh, this happened, this happened. Oh, pay off at the end. And then I go, okay, I'm glad I just read that instead of the, <laughs> the full book. But he gave that a seven out of 10. So that's a sort of uh, a decent book for him. And then the last one he reviewed was The Little Book of Alpaca Philosophy, which he said he randomly got at home. He just found it at home and picked it up. So uh I yeah could be could be interesting. I'm not sure how much philosophy you really can take from <laughs> the way alpacas behave, and as maybe one of those ones where you look at certain ways they behave and you're like, oh yeah, this could this could be applied to human life, uh, and then you forget the the other parts of their behavior, such as I don't know, you know, stomping on on the. Uh, young ones of of other males because they don't want their lineage to go through now do they actually do that i don't know but you can bet your uh, bottom dollar uh, that they would do some things that we would look at and be like damn man i'm not sure i want any part of their philosophy in, in my life and their behavior so there we go that was the the five books that were reviewed in june of 2022 i'm going to jump now onto the boostergram lounge and we've got a couple here from the perennial peter peter mate you're you're very kind and i really do appreciate all of the the feedback you do give and he says uh one of the first ones 1172 sats sent using fountain i will never understand the urge to flip to the last page of the book to satisfy my curiosity before actually reading through one, were you the type of kid who would eat the treat immediately in the marshmallow test? <laughs> he probably was. I'm trying to remember what he was like in in high school. Uh, 
Okay, I can hear him shouting from the other room saying he would be. So there you go. Uh, <laughs> he's got the 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 delayed gratification is maybe not up one's alley. He just wants he he would he would uh, get his gratification and then find more gratification instantly without without having to do any hard work or without any uh without any of that um, reasoning behind it. <laughs> Another one here, two thousand one hundred and eleven sats. Uh, once again from Peter, and then he says, "Does Yuval's book talk about complexity theory and specifically emergent phenomena like consciousness that aren't predictable from first principles?" I personally think we are much further from recreating consciousness than Yuval might suggest. So Roger Penrose wrote an interesting book decades ago called *The Emperor's New Mind*, whose basic premise was that our current foundation of discrete mathematics is insufficient to recreate the leap to consciousness. Great topic of discussion, though. Damn, that's a that's a deep one there. Um, Two thousand one hundred eleven sats. Uh, I can't comment on that to be honest because uh, I didn't read the book, so I'll pass that on to Juan, and I'm sure it'll come up in a Mere Mortals podcast episode at some point. And then the last one. 4,750, once again from Peter, and he says, two affairs and a cuckold husband, astonishingly honest for its age. In 150 years from now, I wonder what will be considered tame, which we today consider extremely scandalous. Uh, if I had to bet, I bet it would be things around age of consent, to be honest. I, th- I think things that uh, in the future, one thing that might happen is it might dial down to more an individual level of who who's capable of making X decision at X age. And so instead of blanket uh, ones regarding uh, here in Australia, for example, it's you're legally allowed to drink when you're 18. You're legally, uh, well, you can have sex at any time if you're under the age at whatever age, but the person having sex with you, <laughs> if they're not, uh, also under the age you get your ass handed to you and labeled as a pedophile, sexual assaultist, whatever. So uh, I think things maybe around the age of consent of when someone can make decisions in their life, I think that will change, could potentially change in the future and become more individualized. And then that would also, and if you think about it, it's it's already certainly somewhat in the case today. Uh, people with diminished capacities such as Alzheimer's, are relieved of certain responsibilities and, and duties and people uh, who are, you know, maybe show more competence at certain ages at mathematics or things, they, they can be put into a university setting um, when they're still a, a teenager of, you know, 15, 14, things like that. So I think there are, they'll, they'll maybe become a more individualized way of, of treating who can make decisions at what age. And then that will expand out to topics where we currently have a, a pretty broad blanket ban on such as when someone can vote, when someone can have sex, when someone can drink, uh, those those sorts of topics, uh, I think, when someone can drive. I think those sort of things potentially could change and they'd look back and be like, um, oh, wow, uh, you thought it was scandalous that someone could have sex when they were uh, 15? Well, now we're having sex when we're three years old. <laughs> no, probably not that. Uh, and then that's it for the uh, the Boostergram. So, uh, um, a bunch of, all, all of that coming from Peter, the Peter the perennial Peter the Philosopher um, is, is his new 
nickname for for now and uh, look mate I, re- I really do appreciate it that that and for those who are wondering what is going on here why am i talking about a boostergrams well a boostergram is a way that you can use a an app so if you're looking at the screen your phone uh, is is the may, way most people send it and it's a message attached directly uh, to to me so if you're on youtube you know you can just write a comment in and that's great i appreciate all the comments uh, but if you're also watching uh, or listening i should say via a, a podcasting app you can send through a message directly in the app that'll go directly to me and the way that we incentivize this that this occurs is through the lightning network which uses uh, bitcoin so you can attach a small payment uh, or, or a large payment if you want Peter in this instance has sent through about yeah, two dollars worth, maybe three dollars worth of of uh, Bitcoin, and it helps to uh, continue this show go on. To helps me to because uh, I do put a lot of time and effort into reading these books and producing the reviews, as does Juan. And so we immensely appreciate it when when someone does that. And so go do that. Go go to a new podcast app dot com. Choose one with value in it and. There'll be some instructions in there on, on how to uh, upload, get some Satoshis onto your wallet, et cetera, et cetera. There's many steps, but I'm just going to keep repeating the general first steps that you need to take. So that is it for the Boostergram Lounge. What is coming up for July of 2022? A couple of things. One, there is not as much a, a push on neither my nor Juan's part to, to make sure that the book reviews are weekly. So that used to be two a week. We've gone down to one a week and we'll probably now, it'll still roughly be one a week, but we might miss the odd week here and there. So just just uh, be conscious of that, that we're not not promising these anymore. My, my reading has drastically declined um, for several reasons. One, I think is I've been reading a lot of philosophy books over the past couple of months. Uh, I think this was maybe the fourth or fifth, I, I would say, and I just haven't really been enjoying them. It was part of my goals to to do this. And yeah, it's just not been re- reading uh, books that aren't particularly great and sort of forcing yourself to read them kind of diminishes the the purpose of, of reading, to be honest. So uh, I'm going to start reading books that I actually want to read uh, a, a little bit more. I've got one more philosophy book to get through. So uh, you can expect that probably not in July, but maybe in, in August or September. What I do have for you though is the Bitcoin Standard by Safety Namus. Uh, I definitely had, this has been on my to read list for a while, uh, and that one I, I, I imagine I will read rather quickly because uh, I I think it'll just be a lot more fun. It, it's a topic that I, I really care about and am much more interested in. So that is uh, what is coming up. Other than that, what Juan's reading, I'm not too sure. What else I'm going to read, I'm not too sure. So it's going to be a little bit of how you go and see, see where we are uh, in when the end of July comes up. And that is it for everything. Like I've, I've said, I do appreciate support and uh, any, any feedback, to be honest, whether you want to do it like Peter is doing or whether you just want to simply send in a comment or a message on, on YouTube or you can message directly us in the Discord that we have or Instagram or Facebook or Twitter or any of those places. Any of those are, are much appreciated. And so I will leave you with a question. What's your, what's, maybe what's your favorite book of all time? If you want to send that through, I would be fascinated to to hear, and <clears throat> would uh, give me a, an idea of 
of what sort of book I should maybe read next if it's uh, your favorite of all time. So do hope you're having a fantastic, uh, well, we are now in the mid of 2022 and that your rest of 2022 is fantastic as well. Karen out. <laughs>